0: Welcome to Ciao Bella, hosted by me, Erica Firpo, travel journalist based in Rome. Each episode of Ciao Bella, I sit down with Italy's creators, contemporary artists and artisans, designers, culinary experts, heritage brands, and innovative estites, and more who are defining and redefining 21st century Italy. Pull up a chair and join in. Welcome back to Ciao Bella, this is Erica, and today I am in Brescia, which is in Italy's Lombardia, Lombardy region in the north. So we're talking light years away from Rome, and today I am with Eduardo Monti. Eduardo, I I think I'm in love with, um, and I'm going to let you all be in love with him too. Eduardo is a collector and the founder of an incredible contemporary art residency in Brescia. Hello.
1: Hey Erica. how are you?
0: I am wonderful, and how are you today?
1: Great. Welcome to Brescia. Welcome to Palazzo Monti.
0: Um, so I, I, I've been waiting for over a year. No, I've been waiting for a year because I know that you just came back to Brescia. Um, That's right. To come and visit you, but you know what? Let's, let's jump right in. Let's tell everybody what Palazzo Monti is. Uh,
1: well, Palazzo Monti um, is sort of different what from what it was two and a half years ago when we launched it. Uh, back in the day, we're talking about March 2017, I was living and working in New York and what we um, launched was a, uh, an artist residency that took over all of the floors of the family palazzo that we have here in the city center of Brescia. What Palazzo Montes today has developed into also a, um, a private collection that's open to the public, accessible all the time for free, and also an exhibition space uh, a non exhibition space, I, I should say, that is not necessarily linked to the art produced in the residen- residency.
0: So let's, let's backtrack. So this opened two and a half years ago, but I know that, um, I know that you've been a collector since you were 14 years old. Yeah. And this is when I'm going to tell everybody that Eduardo has been, he's, he's been a collector for, I guess we could say, as of tomorrow, half of your life.
1: That's right. I'm turning 28 tomorrow. Happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you.
0: So you started collecting at the age of 14 when you were in Bergamo. Yes. And had you any idea that it would lead to having an artist in residency program?
1: Um, Absolutely not. I did not have um, the the crazy idea to set up anything (laughs) like that until I moved to New York. I think that was really... Uh, an important step in my in my life. Uh, I wouldn't say my career because my career has been in, in communication for the uh, for the fashion world, but uh, I always had this passion for the arts, um, and which which I could only manage to carry on through uh, the passion of collecting. And when you collect and you live in New York, you get to know artists, you get to become friends with artists. And I just put two and two together. And two two for me were uh, a place in Italy, a beautiful place, let's say. The Palazzo is 800 years old and it's fully decorated with the frescoes. Um, And I added that onto um, another key element, which is personal relationships with Artists that I made in New York and the result is how can I support these friends? How can I support other artists not necessarily only from New York? Um, offering them an incredible space to live work and Exhibit it took a little over a year in New York with a really good uh, group of friends that helped me with the uh, graphics with the photos with a website with a concept with the uh, verbiage that we wanted to to use and, and all of this comes, of course, also thanks to my experience in communication. Um, and then we launched. We launched in March 2017.
0: So tell me about that. So you launched initially as an artist in residency. So let's explain to everybody what that means. The, the artists aren't just coming whenever they want and living here for however much they want. It's obviously they're submitting to be part of this program, to part of this residency. How, um, how long do they stay here? Give me a little background on that. We
1: both um, invite artists to take part to the residency. The invitation is sent out by a board of directors. We are based, uh, myself, in Italy. Um, We have directors in London, New York, Paris, and Seoul. During the board meetings, not only we discuss about artists that we want to invite, but also we uh, make a selection of the artists of which we receive applications. These are approximately 100 per month that's three a day, and we go through um, portfolios, we go through um, their career, their CVs, their, well, resumes, we go through their websites, and we also try to get as much information as possible. And that's the main source of the the artists that come to, to Brescia. We know very well in advance the amount of weeks that they will spend in Brescia because there's so many artists traveling internationally that we and them also require um, months in advance to know when exactly they will be able to come and stay. And I would say that approximately the residencies last between four to six weeks, even though we had projects that lasted for over three months.
0: Now, I know that um, I think a lot of people are used to seeing... Art in a museum. I mean, I think that's how people are used to seeing art in a museum or art in a gallery. So there is an invisible barrier in the sense that it's not everybody gets the opportunity to know, to really know artists. But in this case, uh, you really get to know these artists. You're living with them. They're here when people come. Because just to give, Eduardo just explained to me that there are six living spaces as well as six working spaces. So the artists are living and working in Palazzo Monti. Um, but that means as a viewer, you get to see these artists in action. I'd love for you just to talk to me a little bit about what it's like to have these artists on site with you or to be on site with the artist, well, and what it means to the viewer.
1: Of course, I think that is the, um, the added value to, to the project and it adds value to contemporary art. Um, why do I love art? Contemporary art is because you, you not only relate yourself with a piece of work, but you also talk and engage with the human that made it if you're lucky enough to, to meet them because they may be still alive, but located somewhere else in the world. The added value to contemporary art um, with Palazzo Monte is the fact that visitors and residents can get to know each other and can get to know artists in residence because we are always open. We, we live here. We work here. Um, And although we we prefer um, a little advice um, or notice, we we also love just walking guests. And there's nothing better than explaining a a piece of work in the studio where it was made, and by the person that made it. Um, And before I mentioned also that it's great for the artists themselves, because they travel here long distances, and they get to meet and live and discuss and talk, and get to know, Artists that come from different parts of the world and work with different mediums at any given dinner. We may have a uh, Photographer from Japan that works with black and white analogic photography talking discussing about how it works in Brazil with a wood sculptor um, There's that element which is amazing and it also helps emerging artists just out of school to openly discuss about uh, hot and sometimes embarrassing topics that they can't find online I'm talking about how to price yourself how to relate yourself how to relate with galleries and curators and with other artists um, just like having you know very nice and intense um, mentorship talks almost throughout this day which doesn't have to happen often
0: no it doesn't happen at all and that's something I think a lot of it's not part of necessarily the artist ed- education. You know, there's been so much emphasis on the production, uh, making things. That the other part, which is like almost like the, the, you know the stuff that people don't want to talk about, the administration. You know, and those need to be talked about. Or artists can be taken advantage of. You know, they they don't know how to value themselves, or they don't know how, or they're not fitting. You know, they don't know how to work within a, a system that's very well defined for everybody who knows the system.
1: Absolutely, and that's a, that's also something that I've um, found myself doing over and over and it's super rewarding being the person that not only during the residency but also some very often after the residency has ended uh i'm the person that artists come to asking for advice i I, you know i don't have any commercial interest in the relationships that we have we're not a gallery we don't sell works um we don't charge artists we just do this because we love to support artists that we believe in and when you start a, such a good relationship with such honest intentions then uh, or at least most of the times we 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 have a, an amazing um relationship that carries on after the residency and I, i'm able at this stage um with 14 years of collecting meaning I, I i archive for myself i store i protect i install but also living for almost um a full year in the residency because side note i moved back to italy last year to fully dedicate to this project Um, i'm you know uh, handling on a daily basis um things such as installation how do you archive a work how do you protect it from uh from from time how do you transport how do you make a list of who the works are going to after you sell them um you know certificates of insurance of of, uh, authenticity all these elements that are key um, to an artist's practice but are not taught at school. Taxation, import, export, all of these elements, which are super important.
0: And these are the kind of things that I think a lot of people just want to close their eyes and cover their ears, you know, and not have to deal with. But at the end of the day, at some point, it will involve them. Um, Tell me a little bit, because I know you were so you're you're bringing these artists in what happens after what what what's normally the, the after they're here four to six weeks? most of these artists go back home or are they going on to other places um Tell me a little bit more about the aftermath
1: well we we are not able at the moment to um provide um Funding for travel, so in a way we're not in control of that aspect, and most of the times that you know it's it's not an information that's shared with us. But I do know that for people that travel long distances, it's a great opportunity to stay uh, in Italy for a longer time, either before or after. We have long conversations with them all the time, so they do ask for uh, production support before the residency happens, and they uh, artists share details that. Um, make us, make us, uh, puts us in, put us in a position of support ahead of their, ahead of their stay. Um, we are able to, we, we actually are working with the rest of the team on creating a network of residencies, oh, wow. which are not necessarily all in Italy. Mm-hmm. We're thinking of locations in LA, New York, Japan, Italy, and London, um, to basically offer an entire year of residencies that you can, you can take on.
0: Wow, so it would be like a Palazzo Monti revolving.
1: Uh, it, it would be basically like um, an entire year of residencies where you would do two months in L.A., you would do two months in Brescia, two months in New York, London, and then Japan. And you would have, you would know at the beginning of the year, where you would go to each of the other locations. That's something that we, we still haven't announced, we haven't um, you know, finalized the, the details off. but that would be very effective, I believe, for artists who would be able to just take an entire month, well, not off their practice, but they would know that they would have a spot confirmed in other prestigious locations to work on and travel for an entire year. What's positive about Brescia, travel-wise, you mentioned before, where do artists go? Well, we are in North Italy and there's such a high concentration of incredible historical, modern and contemporary art locations, museums. Most of the times they're open to the public and free to access. So there's an incredible opportunity for artists that travel here to further research and to um, just make the most of their trip to Italy.
0: And it also, I mean, I think, well, you were telling me this last night when we met up, it's also, Brescia in particular is in such a great, it's in a great position because you're, at 35 minutes from Milan. It's an easy train ride. So this it's kind of the ideal artist um, residency in the sense that you're not far from a major incredible city for design and for art. But at the same time, it's really quiet. It's very peaceful here. But it's not, this is not a city that's removed from, from contemporary life, like it, it has, it's a beautiful city, it has a lot of history here, but it's also a living and breathing city.
1: It so. is, it is, and it's such an amazing location, uh, and that, that's something that I'm discovering day by day, working and assisting the artists with production. It's an amazing city where there's such incredible artisans, and production is so, um, is so easy, of such high quality, and Very often, very competitive prices, which is very important if you're a young emerging artist to be able to, um, you know, try out new productions without breaking your bank.
0: Now, you guys may be hearing some noise in the background because I totally interrupted Eduardo in the midst of setting up for tomorrow. So if you want to tell everybody a little bit about what's going on tomorrow.
1: Yes. um, Tomorrow we're... Aside
0: from that, it's your birthday.
1: It also (laughs) is my birthday. Um which happens to be on a Saturday. And, you know, in Brescia, we tend to do openings on Saturdays because we make it easier for um, friends and family of the Palazzo to travel to Brescia um, for the weekend, Um, whereas usually openings are held on Thursdays. But we are an unusual space, so we do unusual openings. Um, Tomorrow we will launch and open the uh, exhibition called Ossessione, Obsession in English, which is a big group show of contemporary Italian artists, um, which is something that we've not done before, um, where we are bringing nine artists that have some sort of um, connection to an obsession, whether uh, they're hoarders, repeaters, washer, cleaners, pure obsessions um you know we we I, we well i say we but uh, i used that sort of um that element that connecting uh line to to go and find and scout um artworks within the artists that i already knew because these are all of friends of mine um to to put up a show that defines but also elevates what obsessions are for these artists the um, The show will be held across three rooms, three of the exhibition rooms, which are also decorated with frescoes. So there's a very nice visual play between hyper-contemporary art. A lot of these works were made for the show. A lot of them are still wet and drying. Uh, And the ceilings, which are over 300 years old,
0: Tell me a little bit about the programming because this how long will this show last and overall what what's the kind of programming for people who are interested in coming to Brescia so they can kind of pinpoint when they're going to come.
1: We have the another show um, coming up on December 14 and that will be a um, a show that brings four women artists in collaboration with Katie Hessel of The Great Women Artists. Um, Katie's a dear friend of mine, and she's an incredible curator based in London, who realized a few years ago that there were not many women artists represented in museums, in galleries, in on the market, or uh, on in, in books, really anywhere. It was a tiny, tiny percentage. Um, so she made... Um, she made this mission for herself to go out there and talk about incredible modern, contemporary, and ancient women artists uh, to, to make sure that we all knew that women are also very important for this for this um, creative world. Um, I've known Katie for many years, but I've not uh, had a chance until last year to offer Katie a physical space to, to um, bring this message forward. Um, you know, uh, Katie's blog is only online so far. It's really hard for creators nowadays in general. And, and
0: her blog is called Great Women Artists.
1: The, the Great Women Artists. The
0: Great Women
1: Artists. Uh, in general, it's very hard for creators to find spaces where they can manifest and, and create a space, a physical space where uh, they can bring the artists that they, they like and support the artists that they work with. So last year, we called Katie, who brought three women artists, The show was incredibly successful, and this year uh, four are coming back. They are um, all based in London, even if they're coming from uh, a lot of other countries all over the world. So that will be a show opening on the 14th of December uh, with works that will be made all here in Palazzo Monti over six weeks of uh, artist residency. Um, we have other shows scheduled for the 15th of February, the 14th of March, the 11th of April, the 2nd of May, and the 27th of June. So they're monthly events that are always open to the public and um, very different uh, one from the other.
0: Perfect. That's good for me to know, because I told you the minute I came here, I was like, I'm coming back to Brescia. I love, I love this city. Now I wanted to ask you, um, if you can let me know three things that I must see when I'm in Brescia, aside from Palazzo Monti, of course.
1: Well, uh, yeah, Um, Palazzo Monti is number one, because, you know, we always have a bed available, so, and a a spot at the dinner table. Um, I would say that the newly reopened and restored Pinacoteca, Tosio Martinengo, is is incredible um, with really beautiful pieces in the collection and, a, and I believe, a great um, architectural uh, sort of like uh, refurbishment. Um, the ancient ruins of Brixia, the, the, the name for Rome, um, for, for the name for Brescia at the Roman times, are incredible. And the nearby Santo Cristo Church, which is called the Small Sistine Chapel of Brescia.
0: Oh, the one that you pointed out on the hill. Exactly,
1: yeah. That's really, really nice.
0: Now, one of the things that I, I particularly love about you, I love that you are a voracious art lover. Like, you you wanna eat it all up and I love watching your Instagram because you travel all over the world for art and you're, and it's not even that you're in the artist studio, you're holding the paintbrushes, it's, it's really to me, it's great to see that passion because it's raw, utter passion for art. Um, with that in mind, I wanted to ask you in Italy if, and this is not maybe a fair question, but what are the three things in Italy, outside of Russia, that one should see could be just for contemporary art or art in general, that you would say, okay, these are the things, Erica, that, you know, make me, like, ah.
1: um, Well, I'll mention the Villa Panza collection, which is next to Varese, incredible. And there's also um, a similar approach to how the Conte Panza uh, started the, one of the most incredible collections in the world of, of contemporary, or what it was contemporary, now it's modern uh, American art. I would say that Castello di Rivoli in Turin as well is is fascinating, Um, not only the space, but the collection of modern and contemporary art. And I would say um, the Colosseum in Rome, because it's such a a vision every time that you walk past it, and it's so contemporary in, in, in its own way.
0: Well, those are three great things. I've been to two of them. Obviously, Rome. (laughs) Yeah, the Colossima. Now I have to go back to Torino. Ah, last thing, because I know you are going to Torino. Tell me why you're going to Torino.
1: I'm going for two reasons. So um, the first, which is very exciting, is that I'm giving a talk on November 2nd at Artissima, uh, which is the uh, most, I would say, prestigious contemporary um, art fair in Italy. And the second reason is because on the same day of the talk, um, a few hours after, I'm heading out to um, the outskirts of Torino next to the wine region of Lange to present a show that I've co-curated bringing three of the artists that spent some time at Palazzo Monti um, in a in a group show. So that's also something that's really exciting because what Palazzo Monti uh, was for me, which was this goal to achieve, um, has been achieved a few months ago when everything was you know ready to to go on and to continue in in the way that it had been prepared for almost three years and now it's basically becoming something i would i would say it's like the very last um step of, of a very long studio visit because i get to know the artists in person i get to live with them um the works from uh an image online when we receive the applications from a pdf they become the people that make them and um and as i'm giving many many more opportunities to support that the works of artists that i believe in such as giving the opportunity to, to curate shows or to um, support other collectors to acquire their their new new works um, is, is an amazing opportunity. And when you when you live for weeks and weeks at a time with artists that you love and and believe in, then you then you already know you know how to best support them.
0: Oh that is wonderful. I'm I'm really, really, really looking forward to your show. I'm really looking forward actually to your future because I think it's the what you're doing for artists and this residency program is unique and a lot, a lot of fun. Um, will you, as, I'm going to say goodbye, but I just want you to let everybody know where we can find you.
1: Palazzomonte.org. .org, okay. But I would say, invite you all to just follow us on Instagram. Um, we are Palazzomonte, because that's the uh, that's the channel that we mostly keep updated. And we'll, you'll be able to see the portraits that we shoot in this beautiful staircase of the artists in residence. Um, and also install shots, uh, work-in-progress shots, um, everything to give you an idea of who's here and what we look like as a space.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ciao Bella. If you'd like to know more about today's guest, please visit ciaobella.co and click on the podcast link or go directly to ciaobella.co backslash podcast. Want more Italy? you can find all my episodes on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher. When you have time, subscribe to iTunes and rate the podcast. What are you waiting for? And if you want to be part of the podcast, email me or DM me your Italy questions. To learn more about me and my work, go to my website, ericafierpo.com and follow my Italy adventures on Instagram at ericafiorpo. Ciao, Bella! And a very big thank you and hug to Massimiliano Yonta and Dis to Diss Studios, the producers of Ciao Bella, who continue to make me sound and feel great.